Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from the 23rd Psalm. This is probably one of the most familiar passages in all the Bible. We've heard it read before, especially at funerals and times where we really are in need. And this passage brings so much comfort to so many people. And one thing that we got to be careful of, when we're very familiar with the passage, sometimes we miss the meaning of it right in front of our face. Of course, this passage brings comfort, and it should. But many times, when we know a passage well, we miss really what it's all about. So today, we're going to read through this psalm. It's fairly short. And we're going to look at what is the meaning of this passage. So just strip away for just a minute and think, okay, this is the first time I've heard the 23rd Psalm. I know that's probably impossible. Uh, But listen to the meaning and what is being conveyed here by David. Once again, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. First of all, we have to put this psalm in the context of the ancient world. So we have to go back and we have to think specifically geographically of Palestine. We have to think of the time of David, so about a thousand years before Christ. And what do we know about the geography of Palestine? What David is talking about, certain things like still waters and this uh, pastures of green grass. And when I think of that, I think of these placid lakes, maybe. I think of uh, just fields of abundant green grass, maybe like in Ireland somewhere when you see these pictures of just uh, fervent green valleys. But that's not really what's being conveyed here in the Psalms. Let's look at it uh, verse by verse. The Lord is my shepherd. And so shepherd is a metaphor that's used throughout Scripture to refer to God. And so it's really important when Jesus comes upon the scene, we start using shepherding metaphors. For example, when he talks about the 99 and the 1, the sheep that's lost, and the shepherd leaves the 99 to go and find that one sheep that is lost. And so Jesus quickly in Scripture conveys to us that he is the good shepherd that the Old Testament is talking about. Of course, John 10 is the the one passage that, that really hits home with us that Jesus is the good shepherd, that the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. And so there's this shepherding relationship. So that tells us a few things. First of all, it tells us about the heart of Christ. It tells us the type of God that we serve, but it also tells us about our condition. Being called a sheep is not a compliment. Sheep were not uh, animals that that had a lot of qualities that that we would admire. Uh, They weren't the smartest animals. Uh, They could get into trouble easily. There's a story told in the modern world of a a flock of sheep in the Middle East where one uh, of the sheep went off a cliff and the other ones followed the other sheep off the cliff until some of the sheep survived because they built up a mound of sheep until it cushioned the fall of the the other sheep that came over the cliff. So sheep, even in modern times, are not known to be smart animals. They are not predators. Uh, You don't see like a, a ravenous sheep. You know, we think of wild boar, uh, wild pigs in the wild that are a little bit scary if you run up on them in the woods. You don't have um, 
sheep that have gone wild <laughs> that are ravenous that you're worried about. That's not uh, not in the makeup of a sheep. So we are sheep and he is our shepherd. But something about a shepherd, when we think about the leading of the shepherd, the kindness and gentleness of a shepherd, it also shows us that our total dependence upon God. So in verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. These are very important metaphors for ancient shepherds. Now, if we're thinking about Israel, there was something called the Shephelah. The Shephelah would be uh, the, the parts of Israel where the hill country is meeting the coastal plain. And the Shephelah is where you would find the shepherds. And these green pastures uh, would not be these verdant, uh, flowing hills of green grass. In Israel, there would be grass that would grow up during certain times of the year. You would get a, a seasonal rain, and you would get just enough grass to make it through a few days, and then it would become scorched really quick. And the shepherds had to know exactly where that grass was going to be. So we're not talking about a lot of grass, but enough grass for survival for the flock. It's like the Lord's Prayer where it says, give us this day our daily bread. It's not give us this day our 401k or two cars and four-bedroom house. That's not what the passage is talking about. It's talking about daily sustenance, that when everything's kind of falling apart, we can depend on, on God to get us through day to day. And do we believe that? So that's the metaphor here uh, in this psalm. Also, the still waters. Uh, rushing mighty water, water that was flowing very fast, was dangerous for sheep. You know, sheep could get washed away quickly in, in a violent torrent of water. So still water would be safe for sheep. So God is going to take us uh, places where we need to be. Um, when we think about uh, this idea of safety, sometimes it can be misconstrued that it's some type of physical safety, uh, that we're never going to experience any type of physical hardship. Dallas Willard has the famous statement, I've said this many times, that the safest place to be is in Jesus Christ. And what Dallas Willard means by that is, in Christ we have eternal life. Nothing can touch us. Even death uh, has no grip upon us as Christians. So he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. So there's this leading in the way of righteousness. You can call this the narrow way even, but the shepherd leads us to a righteous life. If you want to know how to live a righteous life, follow the good shepherd. And then verse 4 is the one that brings comfort for many of us. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I can't really help but think of when David went into the valley of Elah. In the valley of Elah, he meets Goliath, what would be the valley of the shadow of death. This is an event where he could lose his life. We also could see this as even through death, Christ walks with us. I've told people before, you know, if you want to see angels, be at the bedside of someone who is dying. We know from Scripture that the angels uh, carry people home to be with the Lord or to the bosom of Abraham. And so Christ sees us even through our death. He walks through us through the valley of the shadow of death. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. Now that's a strange metaphor. The rod and the staff would be used for a correction and for saving of the sheep. So it would be in leading sheep in a direction they didn't want to go. Uh, so think of a little bit of discipline there. Not, not that he's beating the sheep, but he's moving the sheep with a staff. And sometimes we need discipline. We need God gets our attention through certain things in our life, and he, he leads us with the staff. But also, uh, it had a crook on the end of it where it could pull sheep from danger. So God has that type of lead on our life. He disciplines us when we need it, but he also pulls us to safety when that's needed also. 
Verse 5 is fascinating. You prepare a table uh, before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, when we eat, we typically don't eat with enemies. We eat with friends. The ultimate sign of friendship is eating with someone. Think about it. You call a buddy up and go, hey, let's go have lunch today. You don't call your enemies up and go, hey, uh, I know you hate my guts. Let's go eat lunch together. In the ancient world, it was even more so. You ate in the presence of those that were your friends, those that were, were your allies. And so something is changing here where we have so much safety in the Lord that we can eat in the presence of our enemies. And for a king in the ancient world, you didn't eat in the presence of your enemies very often. You could be poisoned and things like that. So uh, eating in the presence of an enemy, and I can't help but think of the Lord's Supper. Uh, I tend to, to gravitate toward the Supper a lot. You guys know that. But when I think of the Lord's Supper, I think that we were once enemies with God. We were reconciled through Jesus Christ, so we eat together in shalom, in peace, in the presence of the Lord on the Lord's Day on Sundays when we assemble and partake of the supper. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. These are kingly, uh, priestly type images. For David, it'd be a kingly image where he's being anointed with oil. Uh, the, the Israelites called this liquid gold because when you'd be anointed with, with oil, it would be glistening like gold. And goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So this being in the household of God, now the house of the Lord would be the temple for them. And we realize that we as Christians are children of God, and we are part of his divine household. And that gives us great comfort. So I hope today going verse by verse to this very familiar psalm now brings a little bit more meaning to it than when you hear it read again next time. Some of this background information will pop for you. But it still has just as much power as it's always had that we have a good shepherd in Jesus Christ. And he's going to lead me beside the still waters. He is going to restore my soul. He is going to lead me even through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in. And tomorrow we will continue in our study of the book of Daniel. God bless. Mm-hmm.